Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, uh, in the second half, we're going to be talking about um, atheist meetups. Yeah. We, had, we had one this week for the podcast. We, did. we heard this very music play live. Live by the Red Rock Hot Club. It was fantastic. It was great. Super fun. Shouted out to us and everything. Yeah, I know. It was, a lot of, it, was, it was fun. And so thank you everyone who showed up. It was a really good time and it was great yeah. meeting everyone. Like, yeah. I, I really had a great Yeah, time. it was a good group. It was a really fun group. I was also drunk. <laughs> well, I was also completely that drunk. helps. Sure. <laughs> that doesn't hurt anything in terms of meeting new people. No, that's the only way that I'm actually going to be friendly to, a, to somebody I don't know <laughs> is if I've had a few. So, I, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I acted as though I were drunk, but I just sort of do that anyway. Yeah. I'm just a brash, out yeah. there kind of person. Yeah. yeah. No, some good stuff. When we yeah. were leaving the one bar... Mm. Yeah, because we had it was like a progressive. We, sort we, we of did thing. a little uh, pub crawly thing. Uh, not really a pub crawl, but um, but we started at um, the Republican, um, and, right. uh, and which is not which is not a political bar. No, it's an Irish right. bar. The Republican, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was I was lingering behind to pay the the, the tab, and mm. as the crowd, our crowd was funneling its way out the the decibel level dropped <laughs> very noticeably right yeah and a woman seated at the bar was just like what just happened <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny whoever those weirdos were left <laughs> i don't know but it was a fun uh, it was a really really fun it night, was so. it was we got but to... we're gonna be talking about yeah that that idea of like atheist meeting yeah. up and, and uh, why we do it? What's you know? it all about, yeah. Alfie? Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, you want to you want to start us off? Yeah, I well, I have two uh, stories that I'm. I think I'm going to do. What are you cheating? I'm not going to do back to back. I'm going to do one, and then I'm going to save the other one for the end. Oh, okay. Um, not yeah. And uh, they're so somehow anyways, related. They, well, they're related ish. They're both um, have to do with like um, carbon dating. Oh. And uh, and with like That's things, religiousy things being proven and disproven, and <laughs> blah 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 blah. It sounds all sciency and shit. Yeah. Well, um, this this story I think is 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 really interesting. Um, it has to do with um, uh, the when camels were domesticated oh. um, in uh, in, uh, in 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 the Holy Land. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, and it turns out that they the camels were domesticated, and they used radiocarbon dating uh, in order to figure out when. Yeah. Um, somewhere around the 10th century BC. Hmm. Um, but this causes problems for uh, the Book of Genesis in particular, which has camels, domestic camels in it. There are domestic. Cam- there are some like twenty some odd references to domestic camels. Um, prior to that date, what of sort of traditionally understood times when these stories would have taken place? There were no camels in the Holy Land. Wow, there were no cam. There were no domesticated camels, from my understanding. Wow. And so, um, th- wait, this- wait, are you somehow claiming what that the people who wrote the Bible <laughs> might have not been there at the time and might have just sort of imposed their current ideas and and society on the past 
Yeah. That is well, what that I'm just, saying. I mean, and that's what everybody's saying. I can't go with you on down that road. As you know, <laughs> I'm a Bible literalist who yeah. believes in the word of God, uh, literally in the Bible, mm. mm-hmm. which is why I threw rocks at a whore last night. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's important. And I'm glad you did that. Because Thank you. You are doing the Lord's work. It's the Lord's work. <laughs> and then I killed a goat. You know. So, yeah. Because this, why wouldn't you? And 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 burned it because it creates a, a pleasing odor to the Lord. He and has, to me, I, I he enjoy has the a smell weird of, he has weird taste in, I, in odor. Yeah, I like the smell of burnt goat. Burnt goat, sure, it's, sure. Uh, that's what you're going for. Yeah, that's my, the, that's my is that your cologne? Is, is that, that your new cologne? Actually, yeah, the f- Frank, the Frank, the Frank, oh the Frank, the, the signature smell for Frank, <laughs> burnt goat. <laughs> What's, okay, what's, I'm picking up on some leather notes <laughs> and some and some is that some burnt, burnt hair? Goats? Is that like mm, burnt hair? Mm, yeah, okay. okay. Is that what is that is that is this it's not sacrificial? Dog. I'm picking up sacrificial lamb. <laughs> your your cologne is hmm. sacrifice. <laughs> Eau de parfum sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sounds great. It's a lovely smell. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah, more than 20 times um, the, uh, the camels were mentioned. Um, an example would be uh, in Genesis 24, um, a story of Abraham's servant going by camel on a mission to find a wife for Isaac. Mm. Um, they would not have had a camel. Very clearly, that disproves the whole book. Well, <laughs> no, but, it, but I mean, that, uh, th- these kind of things don't cause the house of cards to tumble. That no. is what is amazing about right um, about it, belief. It certainly makes guys like Ken Ham, whose job it is to try and justify a, a literal belief in every <laughs> damned word in the Bible. I mean, these guys' jobs get harder and harder yeah. and harder. I mean, just he got out his yellow pad. Or something else well, I have to do. Well, to do, I mean, what am I doing today? I mean, his his whole gig is to is 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 to claim that radiocarbon dating doesn't work, and it's fake. And that's what my other story is about. Okay, later on. Well, we'll get to that um, then. But it's uh, it's it's well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's an interesting okay. twist on the whole thing. But uh, was there anything else with this that I wanted to? Um, you know, of course, uh, you get quotes like this from um, Doc. This guy uh, named Dr. Mizrahi, uh, who's a professor of Hebrew culture studies mm. um, at Tel Aviv University. He was not involved in the research. Um, and he talks about this. He says, one should not, or I'm sorry, one should be careful not to rush to the conclusion that the new archaeological findings automatically deny any historical value from the biblical stories. Rather, they established that these traditions were indeed reformulated in relatively late periods after camels had been integrated into the Near Eastern economic system. Right. But this does not mean that these very traditions cannot capture other details that have an older historical background. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, if you get the economics wrong, <laughs> if you get... What are you getting right? Yeah. I mean, what it, if anything, if even if I were a believer in the Bible, what this would tell me is... Yeah, all of these Bible stories were written centuries after the fact, mm-hmm. if there was a fact. Right. And if they can't get the, you know, the sort of specifics of the stories correct, right. 
then we can't none of it can be reliable right in terms of in terms of the facts of the story so well then they if, all become very parables least, they all become right just you know story lessons and that's what it has to be right that's what it has to be if you're to if you're to derive any value yeah, from if it there, whatsoever. if there's anything of any value at all and i would say there's not much yeah so why 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 put yourself through all of that when there's so many better places uh, to, to find good moral lessons mm. that you don't have to like you know, really wring your hands and be like, okay, well, that part we don't do, but this part we do do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you said what's do, the do. point? What's the point? Yeah. It's a good question. Camels ruining everything for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, radiocarbon dieting people. Yeah. I, I, I tried to, there should be a website called Radiocarbon Dating. <laughs> it's like a dating site for scientists. Or just for carbon. Or for carbon. <laughs> Carbon-based life forms come and date here. Yeah. Well, my understanding, like carbon with carbon, it, carbon doesn't have to date for very long, right? Like it likes to bond. <laughs> they, Boo. <laughs> Boo. I'm moving on. Well, what, what does carbon do on the second date? What? Rent a U-Haul. That's about lesbians. Actually. Yeah, that's a lesbian joke. You can't, <laughs> can't repurpose a lesbian joke for an element. I'm pretty well, sure. lesbians are the carbon, apparently, uh, of, of of the dating world. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're going to move on. I hope I'm right that carbon likes to bond. Does carbon like to bond? I don't know. We're going to get nasty emails. Yeah, there's going to be some chemists who are just furious. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so this was uh, sent to us by a, uh, a listener, uh, Eric. I actually remembered to... To credit something, we we don't always hey, do that. Look at you. That's not a rule that we have. It's just nice sometimes that we do. Anyway, Eric. <laughs> wow. Okay. Eric uh, sent in a, a thing. Um, apparently a uh, a lovely woman named uh, Kaylee Wilson, a lovely young woman, goes to uh, North Carolina uh, a North Carolina high school called Pisgah High School. I assume that's how it's pronounced. P i s g a h Pisgah. I don't know where they got that name. Anyway, um, you know, she she's secular okay. herself. She is a non-believer in religion and wanted to start a, uh, a high school club for uh, like-minded students. Sure, yeah. Um, there is precedent for it. The high school already has a, a fellowship for Christian athletes. Okay. okay. Uh, which everybody calls Bible club, right. apparently. Right. Okay. So that you'd think, sense. oh, okay, fair play. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 administrator said no. Oh, why? They said uh, it's, it's it's not a good fit. It's not a good. <laughs> it, is that what they said? Uh, yeah. Let me find. Secularism that. is not a good fit for. Uh... They said it's not a good fit for the school. They said uh, that there weren't any. They said um, we don't need a group like that. Really. Mm -hmm. They're going to get themselves into hot water. Well, they've already, I mean, so, so, uh, Miss, uh, Wilson and her brother, Ben, who both tried to start this club together. Right. Uh, they, they told their papa about it and daddy's, a, a vice president of the local humanist group. So oh he, so he oh, turned oh. to the secular or he turned to the, uh, free, they, they reached out to the freedom, the fur, 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 Freedom from Religion Foundation and uh, and the Secular Student Alliance and the ACLU. And letters oh have been sent. Oh, boy. 
we don't know where we stand after you know on but that letters point. letters we are at the letters stage sternly worded letters are on their way you do not want to get a letter from Furfur. <laughs> no that is you know, you the wrath of god uh, the, the wrath of the non-god. Entire, the the is... weight of Madison, Wisconsin is now bearing down on you. <laughs> You're in trouble now. Oh, boy. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, chances are they'll they'll get their way. Because, for, for, for. Yeah, chances, oh, yeah, yeah. Chances are these uh, these nice kids. Well, schools try to try this nonsense all the time right. around the country. You know, like, they... They, they they do try to like deny clubs. I mean, famously, you know, the Salt Lake City School District tried to deny a gay club back in the nineties, right? Yep. To the to the extent that they 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 did all they excluded they shut down all non academic clubs because it was the only way they could get around. Right, all that. right. They just said we're not doing those anymore. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we. It's not that we're denying your club. Right. There are no non academic clubs anymore. Right. Which is laughable now right. 20 years on right you know it was it wasn't even gay clubs it was the gay straight alliance that's what it was yeah <laughs> yeah back in they tried it back in the 90s right yeah we don't do alliances <laughs> there's no alliance yeah, yeah. well yeah i mean so so daddy wilson said uh quote we're in a predominantly zealous christian area and there's a common misnomer that atheists are evil Satan worshippers. This is his his uh, take on why why there may not be room uh-huh. for their t- for their cute little club. What was the name of the school? Uh, Pisgah High School in North right. Carolina. It doesn't sound right. It <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> sounds made up. You're suddenly questioning the story. <laughs> well, there oh, you wow. go. Okay. All right. I mean, if it's in the New York Daily News, it must be true. It must be true. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> I trust them. All right. Um, let's see. My other story. What was my other story? I want to do. Um, oh, this is kind of an interesting. Um, it's just sort of an unexpected twist on on the whole thing. I okay. Guess, type story. Um, so the headline uh, from the BBC says uh, African Church spreading gospel. In U.S., mm. it's not the normal direction that no. that, uh, that the that the uh, we usually go out. The gospel gets spread, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, so apparently, one of Africa's largest um, religious or I guess Christian movements um, is called the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Mm. Um, it's a Pentecostal movement that started in Nigeria. And they uh, they it first appeared in the United States in uh, 1992 in Detroit, oh. and uh, they now have 720 congregations. Wow! Throughout, throughout North America, what? And they uh, they have a goal to have a church within 10 miles of every community on the continent. They're uh, well, they're McDonaldsizing. They are they are like, ambitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now what's interesting about this is that the, it, it's, it's not Americans converting, it's not native Americans, native born Americans, um, converting to this, this group, the redeemed mm. Christian church of God. It's actually, um, 
by and large filled with uh, African immigrants who've come to this country. Mm. Um, and uh, and apparently they're not doing a very good job at going beyond that. Yeah. I watched the video that's associated with it, and there's, there is a, a native-born um, American woman who kind of, she talks about like why she, she found she was like raised Methodist or whatever. And uh, she talks about, you know, that it's, this is fun. This is like, you know, that's, it's actually like got energy and life. Sort and, of a dance party type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely reminded me of some of the more charismatic type things. Right. I've seen. Right. Um, I it didn't show much of their service or anything. I mean, it is Pentecostal. So it's going to be a little crazy. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, I thought that was interesting. I think it's just, to me, it's, it's just fast. We always think about sort of the evangelicals in this country going and, um, fucking with Africa. Yeah. And it's just nice to know that Africa is returning the favor. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. And, (laughs) and so gratifying to hear how successful they're being. I, uh, well, what's, what what it is doing (laughs) is it's giving a sense of there's, it's building a, African immigrants who are here, whether they're refugees or they've immigrated for other reasons, um, they're looking for a sense of community, like yeah. any group, yeah. any immigrant and a, group and, is and, going to, and a tie into home, yeah, that sort of thing. And I mean, let, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, even here in Salt Lake, we have tons of immigrants from Africa. Yeah, it's 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 a rapidly growing it is know, group in our neighborhood, even. In lots, our neighborhood. Lots of, lots of African immigrants. Absolutely. And, uh, and so... Well, I mean, if they're going to bring their stupid religion along with them, why are we letting them in in the first place? <laughs> well, leave that back where you came it from. It does seem really weird that it is Pentecostal that's sort of coming <laughs> yeah, back to. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it was... It was Don't bring I that... I was going to say it was deported. <laughs> it was exported... And then it came back. It's and it's it's like someone it's, it's like someone's sure. translated a film into another language, and then they've retranslated it back into ours. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it would be a little bit. Probably, it's probably a little bit of a shit show, which but... I kind of suddenly want to see. Now I suddenly really <laughs> want to see a movie well, that's been translated into another language and then translated from that back into our language. Well, I mean, we've played around <laughs> with Google Translate before. We've done that. Yeah. Right? I mean, not for a whole movie, but right, right. Oh, going that's true. through mul- like basically playing telephone, but right. with Google Translate, right? Yeah, and yeah, see yeah. what you finally get back on the other end. You translate it from English into German into Turkish into right. something else, and then bring it back to us. And yeah, and see see see, see what, if it makes any sense. What Google has done with it. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, the, there you go, there you go. I, you know, I, the evangelical slash Pentecostal. It's it's the fringe sort of like crazy groups that are actually gaining a lot of traction right now because yeah. because religion as a whole is kind of dive bombing in yeah. this country. So the the people who are still clinging desperately to religion are going to the more the more extreme religions right the now. ones that feel like you're you're doing something yeah yeah you know? nobody wants to if you're going to you're a religion locked to... if if you're going to a religion that doesn't feel like powerful potent religion mm. then why are you going yeah you might as well just give up you're not gonna go you're not gonna flock to the church of england no no you're not nobody's flocking to to catholicism no no anyway there you go all right well yeah. i'm gonna talk about God, it's so sad. It's here. We're oh. this is one of those stories that's about 
how religion can be harmful. Uh, this is this is uh, out of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh boy! And there's a there's a lot of angry Saudis right now about an incident that happened at King Saud University. Okay. Um, now all students are segregated by gender in Saudi Arabia. Wow! And there's okay. a whole. It's a very, you know, there's the whole. Muslim thing of everybody, you know, everybody has to be segregated and blah, blah, blah. Well, a woman, uh, a, a student at uh, King Saud University, a woman had a heart attack. Oh, no. And uh, they are accusing the university of not allowing male paramedics to come in and help her. And Jesus. she died. This is, I mean, this is like the, the, fire, the fire stories that you'll hear about. Sometimes right. Where a right. fire breaks out and the women weren't... Probably covered. So there, yeah, there was a story in 2002 die. of a fire in a girls' school in Mecca yeah. where students were not allowed to leave because they weren't wearing their headscarves. Right. They, yeah. weren't, they weren't covered. So they weren't allowed to leave the fire, and 15 of them died. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what it's about. It's, now, mind you, the student's, uh, the student's um, rector, the university's rector. Uh, <laughs> really? That's yeah. a thing? Okay, I guess so. Um, denied the report and said that the, there was no hesitation in letting the paramedics in. Um, huh. But the the fact that this is, I mean, so I don't know what really happened. I mean, I guess there is outrage, so it seems it seems sketchy. It seems like yeah. probably this I mean, actually who, happened. Who here has a motive to be to be lying? Right, exactly. Right, this. Uh, the, the rector or the you know families of right of, of people who die in these or get injured or whatever in these kind of situations yeah uh so huh. so you know but does it matter i mean the question isn't what happened in this specific case the question is is there really a society that is you know have they really built a society that is so uptight about rules about gender mm-hmm. that people will die from it and it does seem to be the case. I mean, <clears throat> even if even if there was a, uh, you know, e- even if this university had a policy in place that would allow paramedics to come in, it's totally plausible that someone at the school who didn't know that policy very well would stop these men from going into the school well, and blah, what, blah, blah. What I don't understand is why would you, if in, in such a segregated society, why would you not have female paramedics yeah well why would you not have female firefighters like seriously like well if you're gonna be that segregated but you, but the other thing is that ha, you can't ha, why you can't isn't this happening that, all the time but you can't, it must be happening all the time it must be i mean and some get reported and some don't but i mean the, the thing the other thing is that saudi arabia is it's a lot more liberal than than many of these uh middle eastern countries and and i'm guessing that liberal they liberal is an interesting word to use for saudi arabia <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is that like this the reason that this one incident is an issue uh-huh. is because in general these kinds of things probably don't happen very right. often there. Huh. I can imagine in much more strict uh Muslim countries in your your Afghanistan's your mm. you know your uh uh I'm, why can't I think of Iran? Iran uh this could be a more of a problem. <laughs> yeah. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I not that we would ever even hear say. about it out I mean, of out of I, Afghanistan. I, I really, I really don't know how to speculate about that. But like, 
Um, it is shocking and horrifying. And yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, Dan. Religion. Thanks for bringing the, the show down. Harming the populace. Mm. Hey, you know what? I'm not just here to entertain. I'm here to inform. <laughs> I'm here to get a conversation going. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's my job. Really? Really? Well, oh, okay. In part. Okay. All right. Well, I have a story. Uh, I, like I said before, this is uh, bringing up. This is science that I'm going to be talking about mm. now. Um, science surrounding the Shroud of Turin. <gasps> The creepy, creepy Shroud of Turin, for those of you. The piece of cloth that we all know was laid over Jesus. Right, his his death shroud. Because, and the way that we know that is because there's an image sort of somehow burned into it. Almost, it looks kind of x-rayed. It doesn't really look perfect like a human but, no it's not, but does it's, resemble a bearded man yes it's you can you can imagine that sort there of, was a bearded man who touched that cloth twists that image toward. um so anyways uh for oh my goodness for what like 800 years i guess now the shroud of turin um has uh has been proof of jesus of jesus they right. uh it kind of rose to uh to notoriety I mean, it never actually had any um, specific tie-in to Jesus, except claims made about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all, <laughs> it's a relic. Yeah. I mean, there's never anything like right. all that, you know. Anyways. Well, and they found it in Turin, not in Jerusalem well, or whatever. It rose to prominence right? um, between... 12 16 and 19 i'm sorry in 1390 is when the first records of the shroud begin to appear in medieval sources Mm. um it's also interesting that radiocarbon dating um places the shroud well dates uh, um, dates it to about 800 years old okay um that's a which is a about problem. the same time right yeah um and uh they, there were three different labs uh, or tests were conducted at three different labs in the 1980s and that's how they they came to this conclusion that it's about 800 years old so i i don't know if you know this or not but that's not even close to when jesus what left. i know wait I know. i'm not good at math but let me just <laughs> see if i can figure this out well what's interesting is that 1260 and 1390 those are dates that actually reference christ when he when he lived right so his birth right supposedly Uh, what (laughs) shut up so 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 yeah so we're, we're a little off here yeah um anyways so what there's a new theory though that's being floated um that um that claims that neutron emissions from an ancient earthquake uh, that rocked Jerusalem um could have created the iconic image <laughs> as well at the same time also messing with the radiocarbon levels <laughs> that um that that would that would lead one to believe that it's a medieval forgery. Right. So, so wait, what we're saying is that Jesus is laid down, mm-hmm. a shroud is placed over his body, mm-hmm. there's an earthquake. An earthquake happens, neutrons go scoop. Right, so. 
and this isn't completely crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, let me let me get to the guy's name. Um, a group of scientists led by uh, Alberto Carpintieri mm. of the Poly- Polytechnico of Turin. Okay. Um, uh, su- they suspect that high-frequency pressure waves generated in the Earth's crust during the earthquake um, could have produced these neutron emissions. They simulated this in the lab by crushing very brittle rock specimens under a press machine, and they were able to like actually release it. And they so they 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 say that it that these neutron emissions could have interacted directly with the nitrogen atoms in the linen fibers and uh thus inducing uh, chemi- chemical reactions that created the distinctive face image on the shroud um the uh yes oh my god it's just it it's like you take your stretch armstrong doll and you pull it as far as you possibly can yeah. because literally you, you have to bend everything so far out of whack to yeah. make this shit work. But right. hey, it so, works. So neutrons. Yeah. So um so last year a book came out called The Mystery of the Shroud. It was written by a guy named uh Giulio Fanti. Mm. Uh he's a professor of mechanical engineering at Padua University. So he wasn't involved with this with right. this groundbreaking research. Yeah. Um he uh in let's see he said that he he's not sure if a neutron emission is the only possible <laughs> source responsible for creating the body image um his theories uh include um a uh, a corona discharge oh okay um, <laughs> okay well you know what if both happened at the same time clearly obviously clearly. Yeah. well here's what's amazing is that Let's just let's just run with this neutron idea for a second. Mm, mm-hmm. If that were the case, the dudes who wrote the New Testament missed a huge opportunity. Oh, what, wow! Because in telling the story of Jesus, how much better is that story if he's killed, and you can claim that it causes such a stir in the universe oh, that yeah. there's an earthquake? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah. And it came to pass that on the day of Jesus' death. The earth did shake in its fury. Well, we know from the Book of Mormon that it did shake in the New World, at least. Oh. We know that. Could the neutrons have traveled through the earth's crust into Jerusalem? No, at this point, um, in the spirit of the science that's being done, um, I would say that anything's possible. I think think these guys at at Turin, at Torino... Have yeah. proven the Book of Mormon to be true. Uh, they didn't even know that. They didn't yeah. even know they were proving Mormonism. Ooh, we should send this off to farms. We should send. Well, what we should do is send send it to them and tell them that they have to be Mormons now. <laughs> to whom it may concern, you guys are Mormons. Hope yeah. you're happy. Um, so when some uh, some when some other scientists were con- asked about this, um, such as Christopher Ramsey, the rec- director of the Oxford Radiocarbon Accelerator Unit. Um, he said, 
Uh, one question that would need to be addressed is why the material here is affected, but other archaeological and geological material in the ground is not. <laughs> uh, there are huge numbers of radiocarbon dates from the region for much older archaeological material, which certainly don't show this type of intense uh, radiocarbon production. Um, oh. And they would uh, be much more sensitive to any such effects. I'll answer that question, Mr. Snooty Pants. <laughs> because Jesus, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, his body was primed and ready. I think, we, like... I think we all know that deity uh, like magnify effects of neutrons. Right. I think we all know that. That's in the Bible. But okay, here's the thing. Why why this need to prove anything if you're only if if evidence never works for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like why not just something stupid like he was God. Yeah. And so duh So Lenin took on his image because he was God and it was a miracle. Right. Why is that not enough? Why do you have to go digging around? Like, not just digging around, like, literally trying to come up, like, forcing, you're crushing rocks just to try and make something work. Yeah. Yeah, well. It's God that was weird here. (laughs) Yeah. God created the image, and God screwed with the carbon dating. Right. Sorry, folks. That's all you can. That's all you have to say. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, going in and doing all this dumb, like, research on neutrino emissions and... Because the real... guessing whether there was an earthquake and this and that, and it's like, why? It... Why? But it's, if if it's yeah. just a matter of faith in the end, at the end of the day, it's a matter of faith. And your guy is magic. Yeah, you can go ahead and just say magic. Yeah, that's all you need. The only answer you that you really need, need is because Jesus. Yeah, that's if you want to believe, you're gonna believe. Yeah. Well, there so you go. Give it up, scientists. <laughs> scientists. With the quotation marks, the air quotes. All right. Well, I'm moving on. I Here's a good way to spread the good word. Oh? Uh, South Am- Southampton, Virginia mm. uh, has, a, has a congregation mm-hmm. that I think uh, merits a church review. <laughs> also, okay. your, your boyfriend sent this to, to me. Yeah. And he thinks it merits a church yeah, review, he, too. He tried to convince me of that as well. <laughs> It's the nude church. It's the naked church. Uh, So this is a this is a a chapel that actually is on the grounds of uh, the White Tail Nudist Resort. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of white tail around there. But um, anyway, there they don't just stare at me. Anyway. Yeah, there's, it's uh, it it was cold on the day that the news crew went there, so they yeah. Oh, no. uh, so were, everybody was apologetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't so. normally look like this. It it's usually bigger. No, they, they. I'm just saying that people were in various states of dress and or undress. Oh. It uh, couldn't it, possibly be that there was also a film crew there. They well, didn't crank up the AC that day. <laughs> Because there was a film crew showing up. No, I I think it's amazing. The uh, I was watching the footage from the video, and was delighted to see that the organist was shirt cocking. Uh, <laughs> I think that's amazing. My God. Yep, there are lots of. Uh, I mean, there were a few people who were in shirts but no pants. Mm. Men and women. Well, that's a thing. I guess so. You know, 
I tell you what, uh, nudism. It, it, I don't. I don't know that I'm. I, you know, hell. It's not like I'm against it. There's no moral grounds why I would be against sure, it. But right. first not, of all, but it, first of all, you can admit will, that it's not for you without passing right, judgment. Right. On those yeah. Who, it's yeah, not. Okay. It's not for me. But I. I, I do have to say, uh, Jesus is a weird, weird enough message. <laughs> but uh, when your pastors, we, I, I. <laughs> How do you, I mean, just, just like sitting through somebody delivering something about God kind of makes my genitals squirch up anyway. Squirch up? Yeah. Retract? Sure. Okay. Sure. Tighten. Makes my butthole (laughs) tighten. Anyway. Yeah. These guys are, let's just just say that that pastor's not going to be, he's, his nudity is not going to draw a crowd. That's not that's not the big draw yeah. with this with this particular pastor especially. Well, so okay, wait a second, wait a second. Okay. There there's a lot of talk about nudity. Why in God's name are they how are they justifying this? Because it doesn't seem to be sort of a normal No. Kind well, of thing. I mean, obviously it's on the uh the the property of the of the thing, but what they're saying is, well, Jesus came into the world naked. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's that's good enough for me. Well, my favorite line from the story is I don't remember who it's the the quote is uh is 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 from. But um somebody calls uh wearing church or wearing clothes in church pretentious, <laughs> which I thought was was choice. You're just pretending to be clothed. <laughs> it does it does take away the pressure to have to wear something nice. It does. Wear your Sunday best, I suppose. Right. As opposed new... as opposed to your birthday suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that's you know, it should be your best, but yeah, let's face it. Yeah, I now uh I the pastor Pastor Parker would take me to task uh Why? for 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 commenting on the fact that he's not the most beautiful man to Uh-oh. see naked. You're he said, judging. He said there's not a there's not a feeling that you have to be better than one another physically. We're humans. We have scars. We have what we have. It's learning to love and accept that. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's a good message. Sure, that's fine. I think that I, like I say, like I have no problem with nudity, and you don't have to be attractive to be naked, and that's fine. And I and I approve of people like getting comfortable with their damn selves. Sure, whatever you got. Why not? But I will say this: nudist. Uh, my limited experience. With nudism, yeah, is that it doesn't. It, it's not the pretty people that are attracted to it. Well, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the that, people that who who need to who need to come to terms with their bodies right. and who need to embrace their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great, good yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well, <sighs> good for them. Yeah. Not not only are they getting some Jesus in their life, but they're uh, they're they're. They're exploring their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Um great way to ruin a Christian nudist, nudist though. That is a yeah. that is a very it, interesting it seems like it ru- it ruins either one or the other. Either it ruins your Christian <laughs> or it ruins your nudism. Like one of them's getting ruined. And I don't know. <laughs> it's different for everybody, but we're going right. to ruin one of them. <laughs> Well, if if you're a nudist or a Christian and you want to take us to task, you can do so uh, by uh, by by writing to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. 
is a good way to get to us. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Or join the conversation over to the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. That is correct. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen to that wonderful uh, Fisher, Brian Brian Fisher, right? Isn't that his name? I believe that is his name. Um, and uh, he's going um, to fill us in on, on, on why... Uh, why why homosexuality should not be should not be normalized he has some very good reasons for that <laughs> he does it's sound thought this is national black hiv aids awareness day now what a lot of people don't know and uh, uh, gay activists don't want you to know this is that hiv aids is decimating the black population black males are the primary victims or the leading victims of HIV AIDS, HIV AIDS right now in our culture. I mean, this is black genocide. If you care about black people, and we do, I'm, I'm telling you, people, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's the people who do not care about the health of black males that are all for the normalization of homosexuality. If you are for, let me put it bluntly, if you are for the legalization of homosexuality, you are for the acceptability of homosexuality. You are for the normalization of homosexuality. You do not care about black males. You have no compassion in your black heart for black males because they're being decimated by HIV AIDS. 6% of the population, 44% of HIV AIDS. So why am I opposed to the normalization of homosexual behavior? Because I love black males. I want black males to live long, prosperous, healthy, disease-free lives. (laughs) God. Look, I, I look, I can't blame the guy. He loves black males. <laughs> he feels uh, a passion for black males. Uh, can't get enough of that sweet black male action. <sighs> and the moment, the mo- the like the first moment that made me just lose my shit over this thing was when he says you don't have compassion for black males in your black heart. <laughs> he has no idea that he has just let, like that his own metaphor is undermining his what he's. Um, <laughs> look at how much he cares for the black males. Uh, it is, I I'm Frank, just completely floored by this one, Frank. Don't you? Why do you hate black males so much? I Frank? don't. You do. You like you. You want gays to have rights. I, Clearly, I, you hate well, black males. If you put it that way, <laughs> because uh, <sighs> because clearly there are no gay black men. Right? Well, what's amazing? What, is, what, like, wouldn't you have to like like what? How does what this kind happen? of awful human being would be a gay black man? Well, or according is, to this. Or he just isn't actually considering trans- how transmission of this bo- disease occurs. He doesn't get it. All the time. Ta- well, no, he gets it. He doesn't care. He's going to ignore how it works and just say, black men die of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Of of the straight population, right. black men are the, are, are the most uh, in... Actually, no, they're not. Black women are way, are, are way more prone to... To have AIDS, straight black women than straight yeah. black men. Yeah. So, what's your what's your source on that? 
What's... That would be the uh, AIDS.gov. Okay. All right. Um, so a pretty reliable source. Pretty reliable source. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Es- estimated I'm new not... HIV infections in the United States, uh, 2010. What What are sort of the top groups? Tell Tell us a little bit you, more. You got about this. the uh, the top the top group uh, with HIV infection is uh, white men who have sex with men. Okay. Then followed by black men who have sex with men, followed by Hispanic Latino men who have sex with men, and then. Uh, and and there's a, actually a pretty big drop between white and black men who have sex with men and the Hispanic Latino. And then there's another pretty big drop uh, between them and black heterosexual women. And then another pretty big drop between them and black heterosexual men. And then another pretty big drop between them and white heterosexual women. And then... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I but, mean, his argument is clearly sound. It just the only it, thing he doesn't take into account is that AIDS has to be transmitted to humans. And right. Well, that and would, he is clearly still stuck in the idea that AIDS is a curse for gay people. Right. That it is God's curse on homosexuality, and that it, that is a narrative that formed back in the eighties. Right. And you would think that by now it would it would just have gone you know gone gone to the wayside right but it, but it clearly it he is still yeah, this old white man still believes in it well what he's what he's doing like the only way that his theory works yeah. is if gay people are going around zapping other people with aids right gay men are walking around and like without you knowing it's it's the it's the stupid uh, a ring thing that that Patty oh. brought up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow, gay men are going around and zapping black, they want... healthy black men with AIDS. Beautiful, healthy black men. Right. I th- who I... Brian Fisher? Who Brian Fisher loves, loves <laughs> these guys? <laughs> he loves them. He wants to hug all of them really oh. for a long, long, long time. He just wants to hold them close oh. and just. Pull them in and just hold them and just mm, maybe give them a nice body massage mm. to make them feel better about their lot in life. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if he's naked too, it's only because he uh, he, he wants well, to commune with a nature. Yeah, and he's he's fine with his body. Yeah, he, you know. Yeah, he's okay with it. He's he's you know all is well. <laughs> All is well in the world now that we know that Brian Fisher loves gay males. <laughs> anyway, we had some uh, some correspondence. We had some uh, some of our lovely listeners wrote in to us. Okay, I'm gonna, they, we we got uh, an email from Rabbi Gruber, our, our 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 resident uh, expert on the Jewish faith. Yes. Uh, he said, "I'm." He was. He's ref- referencing um, us talking about the video of of the Mormons, uh, the masturbating oh, video, yeah. and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. how how Mormons are not to masturbate. And he says, "I'm surprised you would think only Mormonism obsesses about this." Well, I don't know that we said only Mormonism right. obsesses yeah. about this, but they're okay. Mormons are especially good at it. Yeah. Anyway, he says, "What what is Orthodox Judaism? Kosher chopped liver." <laughs> Mainstream Orthodox Jewish law says that it's it's a sin. However, Kabbalistic thought has that has seeped into Orthodox Jew, Jewish law for the last few hundred years says that it is evil. Oh. According to Kabbalah, every time you emit semen, 
even accidentally, Uh-oh. you create evil spirits and destructive angels. Oh, my God. Some customs forbid children from following their father's casket, since if they do, the spirits created from the semen emitted in vain follow too and torment the father's soul. What? What? So, I mean, he says, so, as a, I'll finish what he says, and then we can respond. Uh, so, as a teenage boy, all you can think about is sex, but you can't even touch a girl, and if you omit any semen, you are guilty as you created evil. So, nocturnal emissions. Evil. Oh, my God. Yeah, your wet dreams, you are spewing evil into the world. Holy crap. As if an adolescent boy doesn't have enough. Right. A religious, like, uh, an adolescent boy in a religious, conservative religious environment doesn't have enough to be worried about. Right, exactly. Enough on his mind. They're going to throw that on? Yeah. Rabbi Gruber says, great recipe for psychological health, huh? Holy crap. I know. I can't even follow your father's casket because somehow, like, (laughs) like, I... Okay, Gruber, I don't even understand what the hell that is. Yeah. That... Like, <laughs> you somebody has semen in following their father's casket? Did somebody masturbate that morning and then they're, now they're... I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't... That's craze balls. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, there you go. I, yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't Thanks, know. Jews, for making Mormonism feel a little bit more normal. <laughs> oh, Holy crap, dude. Yeah, it's it's almost. I mean that that's like that's like Scientology Thetan level shit. Yeah, right there. That is it's. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Rabbi Gruber. Um, yeah, this was uh, sent in to us from uh, Joe. Okay. Joe says, uh, "What I really want to know is how Mormons feel about patriotism." Mm. Um, he, he also heard about the, you know, the Mormons jacking off and stuff, found that interesting, but he wants to know, uh, if it, cause he said when he, he, he says, uh, he was referencing Mitt's run for the president and he said, um, Mitt never sounded like the typical Republican warmonger, oh. keeping America safe by declaring war against the axis of evil and how America is a Christian nation and how blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so I. A couple, there's a couple thoughts okay. that come to mind. One, okay, one Mormons are totally patriotic. Mm. They have this, uh, they have this belief that, and it's sort of one of those apocryphal sort of you know things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, they, they believe that the uh, the U.S. Constitution will hang by a thread, <laughs> and it will be the elders of the el- of the Mormon Church. That save it, right? This is this is a, a some uh, who is that? Cre- who it's who like said a that prophecy of some yeah. sort? Was that Br- Brigham Young? I think that might have been Brother Brigham. It was one or the other, probably. Right. Um, and but this uh, is one that gets tossed around. There's a lot oh, of shit they, that these guys said that never ever makes it into a Mormon ward house. Right. This, this is one, one of the ones that gets tossed around all the time. They love this one. Yeah. Right. Um, and it uh, might have been Joseph Smith, just because. Joseph Smith actually did run for president. That is true. Yeah. Or started a run for president. Yes. He wasn't able true. to finish it. Um so yes, Mormons are very, very patriotic. Now, why did why did you not hear like a lot of like, you know, chest thumping and whatnot from Mitt Romney? Mormons they're they that's kind of not part of their they're passive aggressive. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't get all like in your face about stuff. Yeah. Ever. No. Ever. No, they're not 
The other thing is that he so was a posture like that in sort of a nationalistic sort of way just wouldn't be unbecoming of a Mormon. But it might also have been the fact that he is a businessman and has no experience with international relations at all. Yeah. So he just knows to keep. He just knew better than to open his trap on right. that one. So he wasn't like a Palin. Right, right. Who's just more than willing to open her damn yapper whenever she wants to <laughs> yeah. about anything. It's actually a testament po- probably to his intelligence. Right. Absolutely. He, he, knows where his, he knows where his expertise ends and begins. Right. And he's, he knows where not to talk about. Yeah. So. Anyway. So, all right. Cool. There you go. Uh, Kellen wrote in, said, the only way we can get the word out, uh, he, this, he's talking about the, uh, the debate between Ken Ham and, and Bill Nye. Oh, yeah. And he wanted he 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 doesn't necessarily go along with us that it's the because we were saying things like it you know why would we even have this debate does it do any good he says the only way we can get word out to a lot of Christians about other ideas is to have them tune in and see Ken and uh, and be exposed to reality allowing them to possibly question what they have been told mm. I don't think the majority will question but the fence sitters will. The second, the, yeah. the single biggest impact on my life, says Kellen, was watching Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, and Richard Dawkins debate countless religious people. No single debate made me change my mind completely, but over time, seeing the, that the religious side uh, rarely had a reasonable answer to the questions given. Yeah. Okay. Was the thing that makes yep. sense? You know, it is a it's a process. It is, and and, and while, for some people, okay. you know, for some people that. that's going to be a very effective thing. I think for others, I think a lot of people uh, aren't in religion for head stuff. They're in religion for heart stuff, and so head arguments are not going to mean anything to them. Right. But not everybody's like that. But again, that's not necessarily who you're even going after. Right. With this kind of thing, you're going after the people who have started to think, who've started to question, right. who are perhaps on a fence somewhere. I, I I agree with this point. So. It's a it's a it's a valid point. Yeah. All right. Cool. There you go. Well, thanks, you guys. Um, we have a, a a voicemail. We have a voicemail, and this is uh, this is continuing on with the whole masturbating Mormon stuff. Mm. Apparently, that hit a nerve. Yeah. It resonated with our <laughs> listeners. Masturbation really resonated with our listeners. So. Well, it's a good crowd. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, guys. This is Mark from Texas. Uh, last week, you talked about how the LDS Church and BYU are super strict about masturbation. I uh, just wanted to share a story with you all. Last year where I work, a, uh, a young BYU grad was fired on the spot. Uh, <laughs> he was caught watching porn on the internet at his cube at work um <laughs> everyone was totally shocked but some people who worked close to him said he used to have a large bottle of lotion at his desk and he was also known for working late hours at work occasionally uh love your show guys uh, have a good one <laughs> yeah, he couldn't masturbate at home no he probably had a wife there who would be all <laughs> horrified by it oh that poor bastard <laughs> oh mormons They're, they are a, a a peculiar people yeah it's true. they are they they have they like to say that the lord's people are peculiar people and they have successfully made themselves a peculiar people. managed to prove it yeah okay um we have some donors i wanted to talk about oh yes please um Stephen donated to us and somehow fell through the cracks and I forgot to mention it. So I apologize wholeheartedly to Stephen oh. 
Okay. Uh, his donation. Uh, he is now a, a a monthly subscriber. Uh, so we really ah, appreciate your generosity right. on cool. that, Stephen. And I apologize again. Uh, Daniel is uh, gave us a, a very generous one-time donation. Uh, had a very nice little note on it, uh, just saying he only started listening, but he he's enjoying it a lot. Really appreciate awesome. that. Cool, thank you. And uh, and Robert, who also sent us a lovely email, uh, gave us a, a very generous donation. So thank awesome. you thank all you, of you Robert. guys. Really appreciate it. If you want to also donate mm-hmm. and help make this prod- podcast possible, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com. And clicking on the support tab. Yeah. Pretty easy to find. We appreciate it. And it helps out. If all of you gave Amazingly. just $1, oh, we could quit our God. jobs. A dollar a month? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. yeah. If all of you gave... But... Think. Yeah. If all of our... Oh, no, no, no. If all of you we gave could. $1, we could quit our jobs. We could. And we could really devote ourselves to this. But since y'all aren't, some of you are going to have to pick up the other freeloaders' slack. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. <laughs> So those of you who feel inclined, it's it, it's at least five. Yeah, you could do five dollars a month. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so we wanted to talk about this like uh, meetup thing because we had one, um, and it and it was such a, a good experience, and it got us thinking about um, what the importance for atheists to get together. Right. Right. And and we were seeing a rise of groups like what is it sundays what are assembly. they called a sunday assembly which is the one that, that's the one that started in the uk and the, and he's comedians been, and know. he's been spreading it yeah, there's like a bunch of uh, cities now in the united states that that have a sunday assembly yeah i, I think salt lake is still not on that list yeah um sunday assembly started by sanderson jones and pippa evans yeah Pippa. Great names. Yeah. Just great names. Because those are both are very solid, good, <laughs> good names. Um, the only way that it would be better is if my favorite name was included in there. But. Which is what? Alistair. <laughs> we need to get an Alistair involved. <laughs> I am not going to Sunday Assembly until there's an Alistair. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but anyways, um, but yeah, you know, like... Um, like what? Why? Why? Like what is it? Why? Why does it resonate so? Like I love after I've had five drinks meeting <laughs> atheists. New well, that goes for like any new person. Yeah, period. but like for 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 like meeting new atheists and bringing new atheists into my life, I I kind of like it. I love it too. Here's the thing. I I mean, meeting great new people is always good. That's yes. fine. Yeah. Um, but there is something special about meeting someone that you know, you like. You don't have to worry about breaching the whole. Are we on the same page? Yeah. Do I have to step lightly on certain issues? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, so so that's the first level. Like, first level of an atheist meeting is that you know that you you can feel free. About one thing. And we're going to need to get back to that. Yeah. Because you can only feel good about one thing. Because you said it opens up issues that you can, like, the only thing that you have in common with these people, on the the face of it, on the face of it, that you know that you have in common with them is that they don't believe in in God. God. Right. And I think that that gets a lot of atheists in trouble in some of these social settings because they assume that their atheism is also everybody else's atheism. So I can be very different. So atheists, you know, we're all liberal and we're all, 
which feminists and we're all all you have to do is look at russia right (laughs) and see that atheism does not lead to being good on on gay issues or issues although uh, even in russia the you know the charge of anti-gay is being led by the russian orthodox church largely so i mean but it's not but you're right that but there are plenty but the, of atheists but the whole country's there. going along with it right and it's like a crazy atheist country yeah and we talked about those numbers just like two weeks ago yeah so so i mean i so that that is part of what baffles me about when i'm when i'm trying to wrap my head around atheist church groups meaning yeah. things like sunday assembly where, yeah. where it's not church because they're not going to worship but atheist church type groups uh-huh. you know i ask myself well why yeah because ostensibly literally the only thing that these people have in common is that is that they don't believe in god but that's not true actually there's more than that because they also have in common because as a result of that belief of or of that lack of belief mm-hmm. it makes them part of a minority uh group in in our country at least. yeah so you, there is something that can be shared there right. there's some shared experience right i mean it's, it's the same thing as like comes you know, out of mormonism is going to be a little different sure than an atheist who comes out of absolutely and group. and yeah and an atheist in the south is going to have a vastly different experience than an atheist in connecticut right but i mean in the same way that you know black people on the surface only share you know sort of a vague ancestral heritage and pigment right they still have a common uh experience in our society of being right. uh, you know that my that minority and a much more pronounced shared experience right though. because because atheism is not is not visible on the on the skin right. or whatever right but we but you know. i mean we all have the we all have the experience of like we we all know what it feels like when Christians go on, you know, the Bill O'Reilly show and start talking, just talking shit about us that isn't even true. Right. Or whatever. Right. And and everyone believes it. Yeah. So, I mean, that is another thing that, that binds us all together, I think. Yeah. But I think, I, I think also part of this deal is that, a, mo, a, you know, a lot of the non-believers in the United States and, and elsewhere came out of a religious tradition where for you know years of their lives they went to church every sunday they had a a a a service every sunday or every friday or whatever that they could go to and it was reflective and it was ponderous and mm. they don't have that in their lives anymore they don't yeah. have a place and you know for for mormons and for others but you know my experience is mormonism every every month people got up and shared their testimony yeah. and that happens in other churches too right um and you know, I was reading about a story about the uh, the Sunday assembly, and apparently they have a thing where people can get up and just sort of get group, uh, not you know, not help necessarily, but 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 just be enfolded by the group and say, you know, I had X experience, and it was either good or bad. You know, I had this experience with a Christian who was who treated me badly, and and they can know that they that that they're in a, a community that's going to care about that and that's mm. that's going to that that's going to mean something too. Okay. So I think that that's a thing. But that sounds a lot more like a substitute for weekly religious observance rather than just the the power of making human connections, which is what I experienced mm. this week. Yeah, right? what what we experienced this week was certainly nothing like well, this was not a Sunday assembly. A thing. Sunday assembly. not a church meet. Trying to give anybody a reflective moment, right? 
No, not we at were, all. You know. Although there was a lot of bonding over, I mean, our group had a lot of uh, ex-Mormons in yeah. it, and there yeah. was a lot of bonding over sort of that experience, yeah. and that's kind of fun. A lot of formal, former temple Mormons. <laughs> we need a good, a good, easy word for that. Um, <laughs> people, you know, but like people who, I mean, that is a that is something that you can commiserate with. A former Mormon on <laughs> is is their experience in the temple. Oh my god! Everybody has their little their thing that they hated about it. Yeah, and uh, or and, their thing that they would just creeped the fuck out about oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, last night we were reenacting, you know, passing through the veil here <laughs> at your house. Yes, so. indeed, we were. <laughs> it's a. I think I I think though. Uh, so what we're getting at is that there is. I mean, I'm aware of. Six or seven regular meetups, mm. just that I'm aware of, in here in the Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. So there's a need. There is a need. It's clearly there. People want this, right? And that's an interesting thing. Uh, there are problems. Yeah. Um, I think that because it's such a new concept, and because it's not a you know th- these organizations are nascent in their in in their. Uh, in, in their setup, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, rules have are to be... You, a, are you still talking about Salt Lake organizations? Or? I'm I'm going to be more general than that. Oh, okay. I'm, across right. the country, like, atheist and non-believing meetups are kind of a new idea. Right, okay. Right. And so the fact that... And so, like, groups like, you know, atheists of whatever or, you know, humanists of whatever and mm-hmm. stuff... They're great, but they're also going to go through some growing pains as yeah. they as they understand themselves. And they're in our community in in the in the atheist group community. There's a surprising amount of things like sexism that goes on, which is just so bizarre to me. It's really weird. I I, like, I, I don't get but it. But again, that's that's you and me being in a very specific place and assuming that well, of course, atheists have come to similar conclusions about these issues. Yeah. You know, it's a, whereas if you have, you know, I don't want to overly generalize here, but like if you have an older guard, you know, first, first wave of atheists who are out and joining, going, joining these kind of communities, I have a stereotype in my head of who that is. Huh. Interesting. I, I, I have a sense of, you know, of, of it being kind of a, a little bit of a boys club. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... And so that's not to justify it, but it is definitely to try to find an explanation for it, Mm. you know? And I think that there's... And and not just the boys club issue. There's... I mean, there have been... I've heard from places all over the country allegations of, you know, know, unwanted sexual advances or sexual... Even sexual assault. That's... And, and you know, that's going to... This is this is a problem. people getting together. It's a problem of of society. Yeah. The question becomes, how do we handle this yeah. as a group, and 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 what you know, who gets treated how? It's it's. I, I feel I feel like we're asking a lot of questions, but uh, we don't have answers. To <laughs> no, these questions, we have no answers. Uh, you're you're, you're, so you're definitely right. bringing up issues that I don't think either of us are really prepared to talk about or to suggest solutions for. Yeah, that's but true. but it is but it is interesting that like. Um, the 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 you know again atheists are 
we are you're right that we're it's these are newish groups Mm -hmm. and so the dynamics of those groups have not been entirely worked out but because atheism isn't connected to any like tradition right it's it's people don't even know what to expect when they show up right Right. right, and there's and there's and, no and, behavioral standards that are automatically going to be assumed. Right, yeah. So you know, you might get one group that thinks that every meetup's about drunken debauchery. Right, which you know, maybe there are some groups that that's what it's about. Yeah, or you know, I like, would love that group. Would you? No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> but um, here's the deal. Yeah, I think that we don't need to like announce a date or schedule or anything like that. But I think we should commit to having regular meetups with our listeners here along the Wasatch Front. It sure was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had at least one person express that he wanted it to be a monthly yes. thing. Yes. And I, I would suspect that... Or rather, in, insist that it needs to be a monthly the, the, thing. The, the person <laughs> I spoke to, yes, he absolutely insisted. Um, and, you know, like what that says to me is that there is um, a desire for this. There's a need for it. Mm-hmm. And we... Why not? Why not? I Why mean, shouldn't we, you know, I mean, all it took was us picking a, a place and a time and showing up. Yep. And everybody else showed up, too. Like, yeah. what did we do? I didn't even call advan- in advance and warn the bar that we were coming. <laughs> That's true. We you just know? showed we up. We just showed up. It was easy. Bars love it when people come walking in. Yep. You know? So, so, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, well, I think we need to work on that. I yeah. think we need to get a, a thing to go in, go on where we where both we have a have. lot of stuff coming up in the next few weeks, so it probably won't be any time terribly soon. But but start soon. anticipating that everybody. Well, yeah, well, well, and and if there's if there are things that you would want out mm-hmm. of out of a group meet out of a fun meetup, yeah, a just for fun type meetup, yeah, you let us know if you're along the Wasatch Front. If if you're it, elsewhere, you're gonna have to get us there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you want us to come to your meetup, work it out. We'll we'll be open to that. But there, there is a. Uh, but I do think uh, I I think that other people, people who are not in Salt Lake, who have had meetups or who yeah. have a group that that's been successful, let us know what works and what doesn't. Well, I, I guarantee you, it's going to be when it's when it's inclusive. Uh-huh. When, uh huh. When there's there's um, there's some fun and some yeah. activity and. Like because that, we're not going to start like doing crafts at these things. Are no, we? no, 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 no. But like when it when it's a when it's a you know a nice fun light event. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I want to show up. to. Everybody having and a I'm beer sure together and having a good time. Too. Other people are going to want you know to show up to something where there's a good serious discussion about a good serious issue. That's not going to be our thing. That's not our thing. That's that's not our thing. We're that's totally valid. Yeah, and and go find it. Yeah, because they're out there. Because they're out there. Yeah, and then uh, and then come to ours when you want to have just fun. Because <laughs> that's what we're about. Yeah, absolutely. But also, again, it's the idea of of, of being incredibly inclusive. Yeah. So I'm everybody's s- welcome. Right. And uh, and uh, neither Dan nor I are particularly sexist or racist or no phobic. So no, we we like all of y'all. <laughs> Unless you're weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. I wanted to come up with an unless. For a few, for comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No. Unless you belong to that subgroup. If you're an a-hole. Oh, we don't want jerks. We don't like assholes. If you know that you're a jerk. If you, <laughs> if you were aware of this, 
then either you're going to have to tone that if part of you down. you've ever said, I am such an asshole. Always. I'm always such an asshole. Then you probably... Then, then don't come. Don't, don't show up. But if, if you're only sometimes an asshole and you can promise not to be an asshole while you're at our group, <laughs> then you can come. Everybody yeah, else, I think that's fair. Everybody else we like. Because then you get to practice not being an asshole. Right. Yeah. For an, an hour or two. Yeah. Ply yourself with a drink or two, unless that's what turns you into an asshole. Right. In which, in which case, abstain. <laughs> but the idea is we, we, we actually really had a great time. It yeah, was just it was so wonderful. much fun. Yeah. Shout, I, out, I, shout out to all y'all Every that experience that we've had meeting up with our listeners has been absolutely fantastic. At least we had one couple that had never even been into a bar before. I, well, they had individually on their own, but together. They'd never they had even, never been into a bar. They've been married for 20 what, years. 20 years. They'd never been into a bar together. I love it. And we got them into two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm serious. I want to hear what people have to say about their meetups uh, around the world. What's working for you guys? What's awesome about your meetup? Yeah. And, you know, if you want us to shout out to some meetups around the country. We'd be happy. We'll we'll just shout uh, out and tell people where you, what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. That's a great idea. So uh, write to us, uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Right. Or go on the Facebook page. Uh, that's facebook.com slash Atheist. Yes. And of course, we like to thank Mackenzie at this point in the show for uh, for being Making such... that fa- Facebook page a, a place that you might want to yeah. go. In fact, Mackenzie, you'll love this. Oh, yeah. We had someone show up. To the meetup. To the meetup who had never even heard the podcast. <laughs> she loves the Facebook page. Isn't that amazing? It was it was so funny. She shows up and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Dan." And he and this is Frank and she's like, "Oh, hi, hi. Nice to meet you." <laughs> and it was like I was like, "Wait a minute." But we're the hosts of the show. It's supposed to be a bigger reaction. You're supposed that. to care about who we are. And she's like, "Oh, yeah, that's nice." And then it turned out that she had never even heard it. So she actually was there to meet you, I think. Yeah, she was there to meet Mackenzie. <laughs> but Ken's is in uh is in, in Texas. In, yeah. All right. So. Uh, and also, we want to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for both the music on our show and the amazing entertainment yeah, at the bar. Fantastic, uh, so. so that that's if you get a chance, they're so worth seeing. That guy, the, their bass player, like made a like foot bass. Yeah, it looks like he's dancing around like he's in on the in the movie Big. Yeah, he's, right. d- he's doing his Bojangles thing and yeah. playing, and it's and it's making the bass sounds yeah. for the. Th- it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> So there you go. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great week, everybody. I'm going to be off next week and uh, the week thereafter, just yeah. so you know. Just a uh, fair warning. You'll get some great uh, not me, uh, but but yeah. we'll have some good fun we, substitutes. It'll be a good Dan break. We've we've been uh, we've been over over <laughs> overburdened with Dan lately. So I'm too much I'm, Dan. I'm going to relieve you of that. But I'll see you in a few weeks, uh, uh, and Frank will see you next week. All right. Bye, bye, guys. Bye.